Welcome to episode number 21 of the Peaceful Power Podcast. And today we are going to discuss how my training philosophy has changed over the years. Sapphire training helps the on-the-go woman feel more energetic, find her inner peace, and become more powerful by creating a fitness lifestyle she loves. So um, today's podcast is a little special one that I have kind of decided to talk about because I've been seeing a lot of um, changes in my personal training philosophy and as well as trainers um, around me these last few years. So a little background. We're going to start from the beginning. So my background as a trainer, uh, I actually started lifting weights when I was 16 years old. I we had a women's only weight room in my high school. And basically, it was the hand-me-downs of from the men's weight room, so or from the boys' weight room. Um, me and one other gal that I played basketball with, we used to go every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, before school started at six thirty in the morning, and we would lift weights. So since there was no one in there besides us two, because our uh, supervisor was the janitor and she had stuff to do in the mornings, um, she said that you guys are in charge of keeping yourselves safe. So neither one of us really knew what we were doing. So I decided I'm going to take it upon myself um, since I was the one who wanted to start lifting weights to learn what the heck we should be doing. So I started kind of creating programs by going through magazines. Um, I would also ask some of the guys what they were doing. And I kind of created a little program for the two of us to do while we were in there. So that's what I did while I was in high school. Now, taking all of that knowledge when I went to college I just assumed because I am from a small town I grew up in a town of 500 people and we combined eight local small towns to make up of our high school so I just assumed when I went to college everyone would know how to lift weights they probably had way more extensive weightlifting programs than I had and come to find out me and one other gal who was also from a small town were the only ones who actually lifted weights in high school so that was kind of my first exposure into it as I they were coming to me and her for weightlifting tips because they didn't really know what to do. Um, and that was my first kind of go about of realizing, OK, this is not all that common. Now, this would have been back in the late 90s, early 2000s. And so women and girls were not lifting weights um, like they are nowadays. So that is actually my side passion of mine, actually, is to help teach young girls how to lift weights. So when they do go to college or after college, they do feel comfortable in a gym setting, as that's where I have run into quite a few clients um, who never had that opportunity and they never learned how to lift weights. And so they are uncomfortable when they're in a gym setting. Super common. And um, that's one thing that I actually am trying to reverse. And I was when I was teaching or coaching college tennis, I was helping the girls well and the men um, teaching them different weightlifting procedures and writing them programs so they would understand and know how to train properly. So when they leave college, they'll have that fitness background to fall back upon. So that's something that I'm passionate about is helping uh, young women learn how to lift weights properly so they have that confidence going into um, adulthood. So I pretty much after college, I graduated with a sports and exercise science degree and psychology double major. And I decided I'm going to go right into personal training. So I had already registered for my personal training exam my senior year of college, and I took that I think about three weeks after I graduated. So I passed that and then I was into the world of personal training. Now, when I started training, I had no idea what I was doing because when you start 
or when you finish a program, they don't actually tell you how to train. It's all book learning and you take like a weekend course or you can do um, an online test and then you're basically certified. So thankfully, my first training job, I found a mentor, um, another girl who looked nice. And I asked her, I'm like, how in the world? Well, her name was Sherry. And I said, Sherry, how do I train people? I don't really I don't know. Um, and that would have been well, that was in 2007. So she actually taught me, showed me how she did it, how she wrote programs for people, what programs online that she used to do this. And she was really a godsend to me. I mean, if I wouldn't have had her, there was a lot of meatheads that also worked at the gym and did not pay as much attention to program design um, as she did. So I really learned the ropes from Sherry. And I'm so grateful um, still to this day for her teaching me and taking me under her wings to teach me everything that she knew. And then um, I just kind of developed from there. So I really have been very passionate about education and furthering my education as a trainer. And because of this, my philosophy has evolved over the years. But my very first philosophy, I definitely would not um, agree with nowadays. I thought that you needed to sweat profusely in order to get a good workout in. And you had to be extremely sore the next day. And you had to work out for at least an hour. And you had to do that six days a week. If you weren't doing that, you're not going to get results. Um, that's my That was my first philosophy. So I thought that everyone had to be doing that. Everyone should be getting a way harder workout than they were giving themselves credit for, no matter their age, no matter if they had injuries, everyone should be working out extremely intense. Um, you need to be sore and you got to get that hour in daily. So my and a walk doesn't count. A bike ride doesn't count. Um, it has to be hardcore running or hardcore weightlifting or boot camp because boot camps were popular um, when I first started out as well as The Biggest Loser. So that actually played a lot into it, too, because The Biggest Loser was first um, kind of coming onto the scene. So watching that, that's how they train on the show. So I think that kind of influenced a lot of my first philosophy onto um, my training and how I trained people. Totally would not do that nowadays. I don't even do that myself. Um, so I've definitely evolved past that. So kind of my second evolution, which probably would have been, I only thought that way for a good year, maybe year and a half into my training, um, just because I realized, okay, not everyone can do, not everyone can run. Not everyone should be lifting extremely heavy weights, you know, four days a week. Like that's just my, you know, I, as I trained more people and I saw that I got, I gained experience and saw that's not the proper way to, to have people train or myself. Well, actually I still trained that way until my second evolution. So that probably happened about that year and a half to two year mark. I really started focusing on an upper and lower body split. Um, and a lot of that followed the Oxygen magazine. If anyone's familiar with that magazine, I loved it. I probably started getting it right out of college. And I, you know, in there, they train hard. It's all about HIIT training um, at this time. So this would have been in 2009. Equal amount cardio and weights are needed. So if you're going to do your weight workout, you're going to finish with some cardio. So again, you're still going to be working out an hour, but maybe not six days a week. Maybe it's just five days a week. And you're going to split one day is going to be an upper body day. One day is a lower body day. And you're going to rotate that. So you're going to lift about four days a week. So that's what I personally tried to do. And um, I thought that was a great solution. So I did that for probably a good three, maybe four years. Then my third evolution, I started introducing yoga. But it wasn't yoga as I do now. It was yoga in the Pio form. So Pio 
has been around. It's more popular now than it was when I got certified in it. So I've been certified in that, I think in 2009. So when it very first started coming out, I had no idea what a triangle pose was, was a pyramid pose. I didn't know any of that. And I still passed the certification course in the class. Um, looking back, I'm like, wow, I can't believe can't believe I taught that to people, um, really not knowing anything about yoga. So I made it more intense and it was a hard class. I remember there was a couple ladies in my class when I taught this and they never came back because after the first class, I made it way too hard and I did not modify for them. Um, just again, being an inexperienced trainer, I didn't know better. So that was kind of my third evolution is incorporating a little bit of yoga. I got a little bit of exposure to it but nothing too crazy. So after my Pio experience, I decided, well, let's try an actual yoga class. So I got interested in yoga and I actually went to a yoga class at the local Lifetime. After going to this class, I realized, wow, this is this feels great. I really fell in love with one instructor in particular and I would go to her class every Tuesday evening. And I noticed after going um, for three months, usually consistently every Tuesday evening, I was getting more flexible and I was feeling better. And I loved the, you know, that yoga high that you get after class. So after my lifetime experience, I decided that I wanted to um, explore yoga more. So my husband and I went on vacation in um, the North Carolina mountains. While I was there, I decided I want to work out because usually every vacation I do. I love to look at local gyms or go to local classes. Now, this was a very small town, so there was only a yoga studio in town. So I decided to stop in and go to a class. So I went to the class, fell in love with that instructor. Um, she was amazing. She was great. She, um, she really knew what she was talking about. So I got on her email list. And then, you know, a couple weeks later, I saw that she was hosting a yoga retreat in Costa Rica. I responded and I said, hey, I'm not sure if you remember me. I came to your class um, and she did. And I said, I'm interested in going to your retreat. So I went, loved it, fell in love with yoga even more, um, especially her way of teaching it because it was so alignment based, which coming from the personal training industry and background, I really liked that. So from that, um, I decided to explore yoga teacher training when I got back. So one of the yoga studios that is nearby me I didn't really research. I just kind of had a good feeling about it. I went to their information session and I signed up that day. I was like, yep, it starts next week. Sign me up. It was a nine month program. I didn't really think about it too much. I just was like, this is it. This is what I want to do. So I went through a nine month yoga teacher training program. It was amazing. It's 230 hours of awesomeness. So I really grabbed, um, my yoga experience and more alignment based, more anatomy, more yoga lingo from this course. So now to this day, my evolution has really transformed into a much more balanced approach to fitness. So not only am I thinking weightlifting is awesome, am I thinking a good cardio for you is awesome. I'm also thinking yoga, the flexibility, that mind body piece is missing from a lot of people's workouts. So for my new approach, it really is, you know, do what feels good to your body. Listen to your body of the day. What lights you up? What do you like to do? I think a lot of the times we get stuck on reading the magazine covers and saying, okay, this is what they do. Well, I have to do that. Well, if you don't like doing that, you're probably not going to stick with it. And that's where we get into that habit of not sticking to fitness routines. We constantly, in the when the new year comes, we think we need to, you know, run to lose weight. And, um, you know, we start that and we do it for two weeks and then we fall off the wagon the next week and then we never come back to the gym again. So 
that probably is not the best fitness um, apparatus for you. So walking, it totally counts as a workout. Right now, that's all I've been doing post-pregnancy is walking, walking inclines, rowing, um, climbing Jacob's Ladder, finding more creative ways than just running um, to do that. And I'm not running because of the pelvic floor. I'm waiting until at least six months before I start uh, running again. Now, I have found that I don't really miss running. I have not really ran in close to a year, and I don't miss it. You know, every once in a while to go for a run, great. But I'm not, I'm not um, like I used to be where I needed to do extremely hardcore intervals to think that I needed to stay in shape. I know I'm still like cardiovascular wise in somewhat decent shape just from my rowing, from going on the Jacob's Ladder, from walking on the incline. I can still get my heart rate up doing those things. So that's kind of my challenge to people is, you know, okay, how how can you change your philosophy on workouts? Especially this book that I've been reading, it's called No Sweat. And it really challenges people to think, okay, is that walk counting as my workout? Yes. Doing a few squats throughout the day, that's going to count. The more active you can be and the more that you're moving your body, the more that you are um, not sitting. So sitting is definitely the new smoking. Like it's killing people from us just sitting all day long. So the more that you can be active, whether that be, hey, I'm going to get up and just do some wall push-ups during commercial breaks, or I'm going to get on the floor and hold a plank during a commercial, whatever it is, I want you to think about, okay, this is better than doing nothing and just sitting. 10 minute workouts throughout the day are acceptable. Um, I used to not think that that would work. I've actually explored that with a few clients and they've seen tremendous results. Literally, that's if someone's coming from no background. So if you have not been working out for, you know, a year, two years, five years, doing 10 minute workouts daily, just on a consistent basis will get you results. Um, I've seen it. I've done it with a handful of clients and they've gotten awesome results. So just think about what you enjoy doing, what lights you up. Um, and I can't tell you what that is necessarily. I think you need to explore and get out there and do it yourself. Like for me, I know I'm not a huge fan of hot yoga. I don't go to hot yoga classes. I prefer my yoga without the heat. It just is not what drives me. So it really is, you got to get out there and explore to find what really is going to light up you. What are, what's going to make you continue to find that habit and that routine. So that's kind of my little challenge to you this week is to get out there and explore. Maybe there's a class that you've been dying to try. Maybe there's a soul cycle. Maybe there is a um, group fitness class that's right up the road that they have a group on this week. Well, go ahead and purchase it and try to go, you know, really book it into your calendar and get out there to explore a different, you know, type of workout. For me, I'm going to challenge myself to get out there and try a bar class because I went to a yoga bar class and I didn't like the heated yoga part, but I loved bar, which I've never tried a bar class before. So that's my challenge is to get out there and try a bar class. So I'm, my challenge is to you is what do you want to try this week? All right. So that's what I have for you today. Now, I just want to share a little bit about um, this awesome offering that I have that is now up. I have women do not make we do not make ourselves a priority enough nowadays. So I have made a self priority checklist for us. So it's for you to keep track of how often are you taking care of you? 
And that is actually up on my um, website and it's going to be attached to this um, blog post. So in my show links, as well as is on my Facebook. So I'm definitely this is my new push is really for us women to take care of ourselves. So making yourself a priority again, how you can do it. I've got a whole big checklist um, and ideas and for you to keep track of how can I make myself a priority in my life again? Okay, so that is what I have for you this week and go off and spread that peaceful power.